G'day everyone, greetings and salutations, welcome to another episode. Now this one's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit different, uh, number one, because I'm very smart and choose the exact time that my HD meds start wearing off and I can feel my brain sort of acting like the, um, those YouTube clips where every time they say something it slows down 10%, that's me right now, so that's probably only going to get worse as we go through. Um, anyway. I hope everyone's uh, Sunday evenings treating them well. Right now, I'm just sitting here looking at the rain. By the way, you, that's not the rain you can hear in the background. That is my laptop fan shitting itself, and that is on my list of many things to, you know, maybe get investigated. But funnily enough, procrastination. What I'm not procrastinating on, though is a new episode and look i thought i'd do something a little different here look i sort of i'm going to i've got a bit of a script and i'll try and sort of riff off that but uh look what i was intending on sitting down and doing today was like your you know with a lot of content creators podcasters bloggers influencers all that sort of stuff you know i noticed that a lot of the ones that i listen to will do these sorts of semi-regular update posts on how things are going um and i sat down to sort of do a bit of an update or a catch-up type post and then i thought i can't actually do that i can't actually provide a monthly update post i physically can't do it and other than all of my fucking lobotomized level frontal lobe issues that uh, plague my ability to do most things I just can't do it it's too much for me to do that it just seems like it's too complicated right now doing these episodes seems too complicated and it's not I mean for a lot of people they just hit record and go right well I can't like I'm not like that but anyway it's complicated because of like ADHD burnout anxiety depression work all that sort of stuff but, I mean, if I'm talking about, um, quote unquote, air quotes, I'm going to be doing a lot of probably air quotes to no one here. You can probably hear them, air quotes you can hear. Um, uh, you know, just, okay, okay. Uh, monthly update, right? So there's plenty of stuff I can objectively point towards things coming up in the various sorts of hobbyist spaces that I occupy, you know, music. I'm finally getting like my first sort of nice little dopaminergic tingle of interest in music again after a long, long period of anhedonia. Well, long for me, I've been interested in constantly listening to new music since like my childhood. Um, but that's, I mean, and an example of that is the new Enslaved Heimdall that came out today. Fucking brilliant album. Um, they're definitely treading deeper into like psychedelia and crowd rock and that whole industrial element of their influences but without compromising them like some other pro metal bands anyway fucking brilliant album already listened to it twice today but getting back into music is sort of it's a fire that i'm actually kind of scared to get close to i'll explain that in a little bit um musicianship guitar and bass no too much self-criticism too much confusion too much perfectionism next 
tabletop, that one's easy. I'm burnt to a fucking crisp uh, in terms of burnout. All I can handle at the moment is my current campaign, which is the Mutant Year Zero setting, which, yeah, maybe I might do a post-mortem or review sort of episode on. But right now, I'm going to be honest, like, I have plans to run, say, for, for instance, Forbidden Lands or even a one-shot in a familiar setting. But, like, I'm too fucked in the head to even read Reddit at the moment. Forget it. Tabletop role-playing games... Like, I barely have any skin in the game at the moment. Um, I can barely run them. And, I mean, I could sit here and talk about the meta, about what's been going on. I mean, fuck, three words. Open gaming license, right? Wizards of the Coast, enough said. Identifying what's coming up this March isn't the spirit of this episode. Identifying why I f- we feel a need to even talk about what's coming up as creatives or as people just posting shit about our lives, that is going to be the spirit of this post. And what I was alluding to before, I'm a little scared of my hobbies because I'm kind of scared of myself and my propensity to go over the top with them. And... I'm not sure how much of that is cautious realism for my current situation, you know, don't get too hyper fixated or too intense with shit, don't put too much on your plate, but how much of that is depressogenic thinking holding me back, I don't know. So instead, I've just been sitting here stuck thinking. Like you, I literally have a brain that never stops thinking. That is how we are designed, thoughts are automatic. We generally tend to have 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day, something like that, I believe is the research. For me, I've got slightly different wiring, and so do many of us have different flavors of neurological being, and that leads to some, quote-unquote, spicy thinking at times. So what I mean by that is, let's just go medically. Neurologically, I don't get enough blood flow to the front right prefrontal cortex, okay? which leads to a less than average level of dopamine, which is also on top of my chronically low serotonin levels. Yay, brain emptied full of feels, good feels juice. So what that subsequently leads to is a lot of increased mental activity. It's sort of a form of self-stimulation, particularly towards exciting or stimulating things in the absence of dopamine. That's literally how my brain has tried raw-dogging reality prior to the ADHD inattentive type diagnosis. My brain is literally that guy from The Prodigy who just runs around on the stage most of the time yelling, Yeah! Come on! And it seems to do the same even with medication. The whole side-serving of chronic and treatment-resistant depression and anxiety, that doesn't help too much either. We won't go there. What I thought I'd discuss today kind of runs in opposition to what I think a lot of it could be wrong. Sweeping generalizations. A lot of podcasts and the like do when they provide some sort of a, hey, this is my March update. Like, it's usually served less as a PSA or a droll FY. It's more of like an attempt of appeasement, really. A lot of these sorts of, you see now with a lot of people just sort of, they're rushing to, oh, I'm a March update, this update, that update. Um, it's like this meta-narrative concurrent to their content. And it's just this attempt of appeasement. Like, hey, I'm still here. P- 
please don't reject me because what I've taken is essentially a probably mentally healthy cone of silence. I mean, dude, I have seen recently multiple channels who have such a large backlog of really high quality content, music, uh, let's plays, reviews, whatever you, you're into, much better quality than what I'm shitting out at the moment and just meticulously crafted and these are people that you know it's their livelihood so i well potentially maybe i don't know but some that aren't even people that are working full-time and things are happening in their lives like family members are fucking dying or they're organizing a gofundme because they live in the u.s and u.s healthcare is fucked and they're like you know my auntie is dying of blood cancer sorry i didn't post this week dude it's fucking fine, alright? <laughs> and anyone who says otherwise needs to get their own fucking hobby. The idea of itself of this perceived need to provide updates to an audience, I think itself speaks to a baseline level of anxiety and trepidation about silence, actually. I actually think that it's partly this sort of hustle and grind content creation engine that's just been polymorphed to fit into the gears of the capitalist apparatus but i actually just think it's also it's just it's also a discomfort with stillness that's endemic to our lives in the 21st century like and that is a dude whose brain is constantly saying that like guys it is okay to have downtime from ramming the public with content on this arbitrary schedule you know there's this discomfort and this need of feeling keeping regularly well enough engaged with an audience with ensuring people are up to speed with what's going on in our lives like getting away from this whole engagement influencer content creator sphere of you know entertainment as product or whatever social media in general people start getting anxious about this perceived need to be updating all of us about what's going on in our lives and i don't know about you but this need seems to be it's being increasingly served up with this burp for one but secondly with this nice big dollop of guilt and shame as though <laughs> producing the things that we like to put out there the events we go to or whatever it's suddenly of life-threatening importance hey maybe yours is definitely compared to mine some would say yeah but i mean arguably you know most of us though not so much it's just that our anxiety around it interprets you know physiologically when we receive that anxiety about oh i need to be putting stuff out there our body physiologically is interpreting a threat to our survival. It doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger and you were two days late posting an update about what you're doing for the month for your podcast outside of your podcast. Your body physiologically cannot tell the difference. Your prefrontal cortex can. Your mammalian lizard reptilian hindbrain can't. I mean, social rejection literally was an evolutionary threat and it lights up the same pathways in our brain as physical pain. So it's absolutely, totally valid 
that that is a strong sensation that we want to avoid, right? It's a psychological defense mechanism. But isn't it just crazy that things have gotten so meta that what we're worried about now, what is baked into our ambient anxiety is around stuff, posting stuff. Like I'm increasingly concerned with how much I see just this apologetic and shame-laden content creators in, in terms of how they're approaching it around their own arbitrary set battery of content scheduling. And I'll admit it, like, you know, yeah, you do have a certain set of expectations as a listener. If a podcast that I love is a couple of days out, sometimes, yeah, I do get impatient. But you know what? People are human fucking beings and I can wait. <laughs> or I can go back to episode one because I've probably never listened to the first episode of any podcast I listen to. Right? Right. I think one of the things that neurodivergent and or mentally unwell people, whether at that time or chronically over time, are quite uh, transparently guilty of as a habit, is preemptive apologizing. Like, I'm not kidding, I've actually recently had to make conscious efforts stop reflexively apologizing so much in advance or after the fact for things that I'm saying. Even, I've, I've had to start practicing it in situations where I'm objectively not at fault. But you know what? It's not just me. I see so much of it in you, quote unquote, air quotes, normies as well. And I don't think anyone who's listened this far is a normie, so I think you're safe. You're probably actually in the previous camp. It just seems built into the digital media ecosystem, as built into our ecosystem of content creation as algal blooms in a cesspool. Just this apologizing has become, you know, we could harp on forever about how much I inexorably think it's just linked into this ever-expanding pace of hustle culture, but that's like several episodes that are probably never going to happen worth of content. But, I mean, I've got an example. Look, YouTube, okay? So YouTube now has this capacity to make posts for communities, quote-unquote, and it's been very interesting. YouTube is actually what got me thinking about all this. It's so interesting to see this feature that's been instantly utilized as a platform for offshoring that anxiety. Um, a lot of the sort of things in between polls and shit posts and that sort of stuff that you'll see on YouTubers. Just go have a look through any YouTuber who regularly posts content, especially if there's any regularity to their scheduling. Hey guys, sorry I haven't been posting as much. Uh, sorry the post is late. Uh, you know, like, People who've, I don't know, they've literally just been flung out the fucking passenger side door during a multi-car pileup. They're crawling up on bloody stumps, swiping the phone through the heat, fading into unconsciousness with the high hope that uh, the anesthetic that they're going to be given when they get taken to hospital isn't going to cock them out for a few days later than their scheduled Monday post date. Okay, so maybe not that extreme. But, you know, what's life without a bit of embellishment from time to time, huh? Look. I get it. Oh my God, do I get it. The impulse is so strong. 
And for me, it's so richly entwined with an entire lifetime of othering, being an outcast, perceiving myself as socially inept, no matter how well I do in friendships, work, relationships, or life. I mean, I'm, I'm already deeply apologetic that you're even this far into whatever this tangential word twaddle is, and I've got a goddamn script. Like some socially, just cognitively impaired, socially inept, and self-esteem depleted martyr, I will reflexively fall on my sword in a public display on the regular. I've just, sorry, oh, sorry, you know. It's this belly up, submissive, interpersonal seppuku with the trusty, well-used, often sharp blade of, sorry. I'll do it without thinking, whether I'm in the right or the wrong. Probably just so that I don't have to feel the inevitable beasting of rejection by people around me with fully working frontal lobes who weren't worried about it in the slightest to begin with. And that's the thing. Neither is a lot of the audience. Maybe people will start PMing and asking questions if they haven't heard from me for, I don't know, a month. But trust me, they weren't worried about it in the slightest. It's like being one of those goats that freezes and drops at loud noises, but you're the one doing the screaming to begin with. Anyway, I'm relating a lot of this to me facing stuff, right? So I'm finally reaching a stage where I'm wrenching that knife handle slowly away from myself. There's that locked grip with depression and anxiety firmly planted opposite me. We're trying desperately to, you know, it's that the sword is pushed almost into my chest. The antagonist, which is my mental illness, is is grinning sharply, sweat dripping on me, and I'm I'm there, I'm fucking, I don't know, Bruce Willis or Zorro or someone valiantly trying to turn around because that sword is depression and anxiety trying desperately to weaponize this new information I have about myself about being neurodivergent. And it's it's just like one of those very unrealistic on the floor grapples but I'm turning it around I'm working on it you know I'm working on healing the trauma of being othered I'm doing that in my own time with therapy medication relatable memes the sporadic binge drinking till I puke although thankfully not as common as earlier and the eye rolling usual suspects that we all conveniently neglect diet exercise da 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 but like, that's me. But I really do want to highlight that something as simple as people on Instagram who don't have a podcast or something when they're creating that feature-rich content are apologizing. Like, they, it's it seems like such a surface-level thing, such a basic behavior, this reflex of apologizing or this but it's an expression of guilt. It's symptomatic of this underlying anxiety riddled scatterbrains just motivation. And it's this urge to keep up with the pretense. And it's a pretense of having this schedule packed, feature rich, just dizzying array of things going on, having a packed schedule and being, oh, you know, Oh, ever so busy. That is the new keeping up with the Joneses. I know from a generational point of view, we're doing that 
because most of us are bereft of the economic opportunities to flash our status that capitalism says that we should have, you know? We don't have the two-story house. So busyness, productivity, and activity have become the new occupational and social currency. And silence, calm, contentedness, and equanimity have taken a serious hit for the worse as a result. So, going back to my previous example, Instagram, right? I very recently and very reluctantly rejoined that platform after hiatus. I'm gonna be honest, guys, I actually felt a small pang of panic and shock when I realized how many people were consistently keeping up this really steady flow and guilty as charge of stories, reels, posts, pictures, memes, short videos and the like on that platform as well as Facebook. I was as impressed as I was intimidated. I was like, wow, you guys are putting it out there. And then I also went, holy fuck, how am I gonna keep up with that? Even though I consciously do not want to. I mean, I go on Facebook and there'll be people that have posted multiple things to Facebook that day. Also seen on Insta doing much the same, but look, I get a lot of that is the integrated push button cross posting, which is Zuckerberg's vain attempt to have multimodal attentional theft kept within his own ecosystem because he's rapidly losing out to TikTok, right? But still, damn. And it really, it's exactly what I expected. It's like another .exe file just opened in the background and I'm almost instantly reminded why I went so all or nothing, which is my usual thing, you know, pull the trigger, deleted my last profile just to save some of that psychological RAM, especially because I'm still on DDR3 in a DDR5 world. But to like just enter this other just and honestly it's complete dog shit it's a garbled transmission of just mostly ads seriously fuck off with the ads i can't believe how insane instagram's apps are but everyone's posting all the time across more than one app and i'm sitting there thinking shit i'm only in two and some people, some of these people are probably still using Snapchat and, da -da 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 and WhatsApp and, uh, and like relinquishing my own ego for a second and being like, oh, well, I can't believe the common person. You know, it's like, well, yeah, dude, I remember how powerfully effective these neurological hooks are when they latch into your brain. And I can't help but force myself to admit, it. I feel the pull. That sounds weird. <laughs> Whether I consciously defy it or not, whether I think it or not, like if I mindfully explore this this slight increase of just a little bit intrusive, obsessional thoughts, like, and if I put them down on paper, like I've typed out a couple, like, oh, I should post some photos from my recent holiday to the southwest of Victoria. Oh, yeah, I really could post some photos of the Dark Stout gig to Instagram. Like they're there and they just seem to be present automatically. It's like a slight little Slenderman. It'll just flash in your usual torrent of thought just briefly enough, but it'll it'll be there insidiously. And it's hidden behind such a just, it's just such a devilishly smooth UX and UI. Like it's just begging for you to take a swing with your thumb and just scroll, 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 tap, tap, tap. And look, 
I have a whole pretentious analogy here to go with this, but I feel like even just being on Facebook, this is prior to Insta and everything else, right? Like I am just this accretion disc of shattered attention and social media is this black hole. It's just bombing me with hawking radiation as I just haplessly whirl around the event horizon going, why, oh, why did I ever fly so close to it? This constant screech of space madness. It's the featureless void of irrelevant sponsored ads that is The Sims 5 Millennial Nihilism DLC. My brain is as flash fried as a lump of fucking Skinnerian lever pulling rat shit as a poor old little old rodent that's out of lobotomy. And there's little red icons that offer some nice quantified solace. Islands of dopamine. Pockets of breathable operant conditioning gas in the vacuum of millennial modern life and like some dick swinging space trucker who decided to go back to visit this dual black hole anonymy of more than one social media app because ooh so pretty i edged back into the gram knowing full well that even my reinforced engine upgrades of past experience and stoicism and piloting bravado it's not going to escape the fucking law of physics that is simply put these apps are stronger than you they are stronger than me and they are stronger than us it's simple maths without a faster than light drive which by the way there's some conjecture about whether going faster than speed of life is scientifically possible you're at the risk of getting too fucked if you get too close again and currently we don't have a neurological analogy for some sort of drive that can pull us out of this, you know, death spiral other than don't be within that gravity well that's flashing red on your goddamn screen. What does that mean for people? For some people it means not having the app at all. For some people it means going on desktop, um, trying to use reverse thrusters in the form of offline days, turning off notifications, and it's kind of it's not entirely futile but you it's almost like the behavioral and cognitive and neurological effect and the social effect these apps have on us you're statistically you are trying to subvert a superior force but it doesn't matter right you dive in and all of a sudden you're in and what complicates these matters it's just Getting involved in anything even tangentially related to creative output or content and having the internet, right? Content creation, it's a saying I've come to fucking hate. I loathe it. I despise it. The very mention of it conjures up this transparently capitalistic nebulous cloud of hustle and grind shit. And look... I'll gladly admit that I'm both pretentious and idealistic. So, like, the the insincerity and the disgust I feel any time I make an attempt to reach into whatever's around that term, it just feels like an injection of spiritual poison. But I'm also not producing content. So I feel like outside of the usuals, for the mental health and ADHD related stuff, maybe I should get some advice on it. So when I reach into this 
godforsaken muck, I'm perpetually reminded by completely <laughs> human factors that differentiate me from all this odiously twee advice around it. Like, there are a lot of things going on in my life. They're human factors. But you, you sure enough, you go and you have a look. Make sure you've got a script prepared. Do your research. Post regularly. Ensure you've thoroughly hashtagged min-max your SEO. Do not miss posting on Tuesday if you said you were going to post on Tuesday. You know, well, you know what? I'm recovering from depression and anxiety. So is my partner. We're both trying to live as two neurodivergent people in a household, also in a relationship, in a neurotypical world. So already, let's chalk up some realistic barriers here. Let's be real about it, okay? Now add in the incredible stress of social work and the realistic, the amount, the huge amount of self-care that's required for any social worker right now but especially for more vulnerable persons that were dumb enough to get themselves into it, such as myself, just to turn up and do the job effectively, let alone deal with your own fucking hamasha and whatever issues you bring into it. It's gargantuan. And like, you know, I've spent my whole adult life masking complex and heavy underlying shame and low self-worth behind that shiny exterior prop of doing and i feel like neurodivergent folks have always through history enacted overcompensating in various forms in order to fit in and so stressed and un mentally or physically unwell folks or folks with disabilities just to fit in and nothing facilitates that overcompensation than gamifying literally everything and putting a metric value on anything we produce irrespective of how making that thing at that point in time makes us feel we are so inculcated in this idea of putting shit out there with sniper like precision in terms of timing that we'll do it at the expense of our mental health when it's a fucking side gig or a hobby it's nuts right and that culture just in, it encourages me to run myself ragged and because I have this underlying impulsivity because yeah I'm ADHD inattentive type but there's still impulsivity there it's a constant risk and being less depressed actually puts me at risk of burnout because I'll want to jump into shit like that and overcommit. And there is unlimited scope for me to do that in this space. Like I said, like I spent a lot of time thinking, right? And a lot of the time it's like just random DNM style stuff, deep thoughts, you know? And once once upon a time, I'm probably, especially undiagnosed when I was younger, brandishing this as a bit of a shield of ego to make up for some of the subtle deficits in my processing, which I may or may not have been aware about. Um, like, I can't out-meditate it, out-medicate, or out-fucking-do out my brain's perpetual need for being busy. But I can't stick to... Oh, post every two weeks, da, 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 da. Oh, do an update every month, da, da, da. I can aim for it, but I can't fucking...
fucking promise it because I mean it's not maybe maybe I'm misinterpreting all of this is generalized from my experience and people who their bread and butter is content creation it's obviously a little different but I feel like if you're a podcaster if you're a twitch streamer we don't give ourselves any fucking breaks anymore and we're comparing our own sort of mo of oh we got thing you know bands or oh, big things coming big th-. you don't have to say big things coming every few weeks guys right like but we've in error we've kind of conflated these people who have to work hard to survive because creating that content means their children get fed and the rent is paid with our own well fuck man i'm i'm, I'm balancing this podcast or this blog or this influencer channel that's gotten out of hand now and but uh, you know i must and it's like whoa there's a few things i think we can do from my perspective one of the first things i sort of have done here is gone okay stop time to practice what you call in dialectical behavior therapy radical excess acceptance radical acceptance means asking some hard questions so for me yeah all right here's some hard questions am i posting a march update today that's what i was thinking and worrying and stressing about on my day off what the fuck because i'm genuinely excited to talk about what's coming up this month which isn't true because i'm not i'm still depressed so nothing's really exciting till the moment it happens so that's wrong is keeping up with arbitrary scheduling going to improve what I put out there? No, not for me. I don't think so. For some people, maybe. Um, in time, potentially it would, because practice with doing this. But right now, no. Strike that one out. Is taking a radical stance against all this content creation, people pleasing half the point of the fucking podcast? A point that I myself now seem to have missed entirely? yikes ouch yep that one's yep tick am i being brave or assertive in any way by slavishly like apologizing to myself and my audience ahead of time because i don't actually have that much on for much so i can't really put out a oh you know i've got this fully packed content rich march schedule well no that's not brave or assertive to put out something that's essentially just trying to appease and the last question is just jim carrying the grinch am i just eating because i'm bored that sounds like sean connery no so you've got to ask these questions ask these questions of yourself if you're feeling under the pump in your life and you're like, fuck, I've got this going on, I've got that going on, da, 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 and you're putting something out there for the love of it and it's there isn't actually a time pressure to it. It's, I feel like we have so much perceived time pressure around things. Like even say, let's say you go to a gig and the amount of people that feel like they need to post that night that they went to that gig or whatever, you know? 
Anyway, look, I just figure I can lean into this. Going back to that shitty 80s action movie analogy of instead of weaponizing all this neurodivergent stuff, I'm going to lean into it. Like, I could be wild. I can be inconsistent. I can be hurried. I can be rushed. I can be slow. I can drop off the map. Like, fuck it. A lot of my current depression is based around what I'm not doing. I have a lifetime of friends, family, and co-workers telling me, slow down, stop putting so much in your plate, relax a bit. And look, <laughs> often they're right. And they're always, all of the time, well-intended, compassionate, and concerned, loving people. But oftentimes, now that I'm now that I'm sort of going through this process of learning about myself in relation to this ADHD stuff, oftentimes they're actually wrong. Oftentimes, the doing stuff for me is it, it, it's self-regulating. It's allowing me to. It's the withholding on the basis of being like, oh, you shouldn't do much because then you, you know you can be relaxed and be less stressed, but. That shit is in the back of my little broken brain, and it like I get worse. I get worse. I have this very fine line to tread between feeling optimally engaged by having lots of stimulation and enrichment in my life, but that can very quickly get taken over the other side by impulsivity and hyperfixation and rejection sensitivity and overcommitting straight into burnout. You know. A recent experience of that has been gigs. There's been so many fucking awesome gigs, and they've all been great to go to, and I'm very grateful for it. But I'm, I haven't had a gig on this weekend. I feel fucking great, um, which is surprising to say out loud, and wasn't in the script. <laughs> but you know, I'm like reflexively afraid of or downplaying my intensity, and it leads me to not post updates to not do episodes to not talk about what i love to you if you're still listening which i don't you, you're literally insane if you haven't been but obviously there's this general middle ground middle path approach is best consistency or not but i'm not well equipped to do that even if i have structure routine strategies and the like i have to be given the freedom to unleash and withdraw that's my style Working around myself then, that is my realistic notion. Balance is a pathway, a general guideline. But what I can stop is stop internalizing and start taking some conscious stock of these unhealthy and unhelpful barriers. And I tell you what, one that sticks out to me like the world's most insecure pair of quivering dog's balls, if dog's balls indeed suffer from security or not, I hope they don't, is a perceived need for me to keep up with you, you listening. And I don't. <laughs> I don't. I have, there is no perceived need here. You do you, I'll do me. You'll get what I put out at a rate, quality and consistency that suits me at that time. And I'm not responsible for how you react to that. And that's fine. Because at the end of the day, this is just words and sound and stuff. I'm not going to continue overly charging into all this shit with the sort of Damocles engagement metrics swinging over my head. Even though I never thought that that was the case. I'm sure it unconsciously is. 
I'm just exhaust venting and hopefully some of it's entertainment at the end of the day, but I'm releasing myself of any guilt if it isn't. That is my update for March. That is my update for March, okay? You wanna know what's going on with industry tech for March? Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries in a world where the Cthulhu tendrils of our app ecosystem are constantly invasive and maddening, where creative pursuits come with so many conditions now and they're so burdensome and so public that they invoke terror instead of joy god man fuck it life's tough and the world is irrevocably fucked right now let's just inject some fun back into the mix for fuck's sake so if you want a bit of an update from me my update is to consider all that word salad and if I was going to wrap it in a bow and present it back to you, that would be it. Is that if you are out there, someone that's posting regularly on social media, someone that's always talking to people in Discord or Messenger or whatever, and you're feeling this twang of guilt because you're like, I can't actually engage with this right now. Don't feel guilty. That it's, it's a false guilt unless you've got some actual occupational social obligations where people are literally counting on you you i release you from the perception of guilt put your feet up for a bit the fucking fans can wait a couple of days on the next episode if you haven't got much lined up for march for you here's what's coming fine it's cool. Don't worry about it. I say no worry about it anyway. Anyway, that's that's my ramble. That's my mama.